Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Join us every weekday at this time to discuss news, spend time in the Word, and receive answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, Kathy. How are you this fine morning? Good morning. I'm doing great. It is a beautiful day in New Hampshire today. We're yeah. actually getting some respite from the heat, and it's been nice. Nice, yeah. We have uh, we have pretty good weather in Colorado. A little bit warm, uh, not too bad though. And then it's going to start to cool off here uh, tomorrow. Uh, mm. So we'll start to see that. And uh, as we head, uh, we this is uh, kind of the beginning of heading into the fall season. So it, right. it starts to cool off a little bit. And the nights, by the way, uh, the neat thing about Colorado is there's about a 30 to 40 degree difference between right. between day and night. Uh, so at night, it's always cool. Uh, Which so, is super fun, yeah, unless you're packing a suitcase to go there. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We always tell, uh, uh, bring clothes for warm, cool, cold, <laughs> snow. It's always interesting. Bring your bring your boots. Uh, well, we've been talking about God's will, and uh, again, our our broadcast, uh, which is appropriately t- titled uh, mm-hmm. today, is "Come and See." Uh, and by the way, uh, we really both Kathy and I received that out of the thought of mm-hmm. how Jesus invited people yes. to Himself. Was well, just come and see. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's the beauty of walking with God is you don't have to predetermine. Right. Well, I think this is true or not true, and I I will or I won't. Uh, Jesus said, well, if I was you, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'd come and see and let me demonstrate to you. Right. You know, and and finding truth in a world of chaos is that uh, because of of, uh, we, we, you and I know, Mm -hmm. uh, well, we don't have any any truth to speak of other than, you know, we can uh, understand a few things. What we really are trying to get everybody to do is let's let's go to the let's go to the Word together. Let's go to the Holy Spirit. He'll guide us into truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, Absolutely. Come and see. Start to learn that and and see the uh, the beautiful truth of the Word. Based upon that, you know, then we can go farther. Uh, and we do know uh, that there's a world of chaos. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, now again, remember it's it's uh, in a sense. It's theological because of what happened with Adam and Eve and Satan that there's a spiritual dimension of why the world is in chaos. Um, mm-hmm. It's not, well, uh, we're just going through a period where uh, the world isn't doing too well. It's, well, that's the way it's always been uh, mm-hmm. because of the enemy, which is kill, steal, and destroy. And that's why our, our basic statement is, well, it shouldn't surprise, <laughs> surprise you that we face you know this chaotic uh world and uh the enemy is always going toward disorder Mm -hmm. which is what the definition of chaos is is that you can't predict anything you can't you can't rely on anything it's not orderly you know it's chaotic so we have a couple things um that have happened over the last week or so uh that we can relate to one is uh the uh the issue in afghanistan Mm-hmm. Uh, where, by the way, we spent um, close to two trillion dollars, right? Um, In twenty years, twenty years, uh, with the thought of stabilizing that that place, getting the people mm-hmm. to have a uh, strong economic system, self governance, and uh, that uh, they would have stability. Which the benefit, which is the justification of it, was. It would it would prevent a breeding ground for terrorism, right? Uh, which it did, by the way, and they were successful at it. Um, but again, um, and this is the flaw I think in uh, Iraq. Remember, I don't know if you remember when uh, under Bush, George Bush, uh, they said let's set up a democracy, right? Um, and we we won the war against uh, Saddam Hussein. Uh, so let's set up a democracy. And I, I even talked to people right then at that moment. Um, I said, that's a flaw 
because democracy <laughs> relies on honor and trust and law mm. that we 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 hold to our agreements um and see we don't we don't understand the development of democracy for us was based upon those principles which interesting enough right. uh was um uh, it was based on the integrity of people that honored and respected each other because of their understanding of God. Right. Um, and it wasn't, by the way, uh, we, we, you know, and there's, there's a lot of misunderstanding about this. We were not, we are, we, we're not, we aren't a Christian nation. What we were built on, though, was um, truth which is what you know we've talked about uh, mm -hmm. about how to let um, a, a divine being uh, bless us if we would honor each other, respect each other, uh, and hold to orderly you know wisdom and law. Right. You know, so and there so were core values that aligned. Core, core sure. values that people accepted, whether they were a believer mm -hmm. or not. Right. They accepted those core values, which I believe, by the way, we're losing. Mm -hmm. Those those essence of agreement to those core values uh, today, and not about whether we're a Christian nation or not, but rather that there's no longer this fundamental respect for the right. for the core values and the belief that the common good for a nation of all respects uh, is something to be pursued. And, and now we've mm -hmm. gotten to a place of division, which I believe is satan right. satanic. Is I don't really care what you think anymore. I'm going to push my agenda. And by the way, and we'll talk about this in a second, um, regardless of the, <laughs> of the facts. So in other words, truth now doesn't even matter. Right, so on either side. On, e on either side. So that uh, mm -hmm. evidence of, well, wait a minute, here's the scientific information. Mm -hmm. uh, it's like, well, it doesn't matter. My, I'm going to push my agenda which now that now means I don't have a, a heart for truth. So that mm -hmm. um, as we look at um, uh, the way Iraq was done with the uh, not a democracy, see they've got they've got three Muslim tribes, uh, what they call um, uh, you know uh, organizations: uh, the Sunnis, the Shiites, and the Kurds. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and for centuries, they hate each other. Right. Um, and so they said, well, well, we'll, we'll try to see if we can get a democracy going. Um, mm. Well, the truth is that you can't because ne none of them will honor the agreements. Right. So they and just, honestly, that's heart issues at the core. Heart you issues can put the all core. the Band-Aids on it you want to, but there's core heart issues going on yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, and so what do they do? They fight each other and they destroy. I'll give you an example. Um, one of my uh, friends was the CEO of a uh, uh, plant that was uh, an oil refinery. Mm -hmm. um, the United States, <laughs> uh, this is after the, after the war that was won by Saddam Hussein, the United States paid him $1 billion, his company, $1 billion to build a refinery so that Iraq could flourish economically. And and wow. we and we and we paid for it. Okay, so, wow. so so he's you know receiving that money, building the refineries, and this is uh, 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 in Iraq. Um, so they get they're they're within weeks mm -hmm. of finishing and operating it. Well, um, the uh, uh, sex of the different groups. Um, didn't like it that that it was another group was a kind of facilitating the leadership of it and so they they started attacking and killing employees who were from the united states working wow. on this refinery mm -hmm. um, and so he went to the government of iraq and said you've got to protect us because mm -hmm. um, we can't finish this and i'm not going to let my people keep getting killed right and, and this they, is for your good. <laughs> for your good. And they said, no. Mm -hmm. Okay, he said, I'm out. Then I'm out. And he pulled everybody out. 
So mm-hmm. there's a there's an unused billion dollar facility. Wow. That's never been used. Uh, mm-hmm. That, by the way, would convert, and they're they're just like any other place in the Middle East. They have amazing reserves of oil, right? Um, that they could have processed, sold into the world economy. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the way, uh, and this is what, by the way, the, the difference between a country like Kuwait, which is by the way is Sunni, mm-hmm. um, and everybody else, uh, and Saudi Arabia does similar. Um, they take all this income. And distribute it to every citizen in the country. Do they really? Yeah. I didn't realize that. Oh yeah. So it's 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 uh, everybody who who is a citizen of Kuwait and a citizen mm-hmm. of Saudi Arabia, they do really really well. Um, mm. And this is where you know when Saudi Arabia went through the price decline uh, and got less money, you know it did impact it impacted everybody, which is why they're trying right. to to get things stable. But um, so there's not a uh, it didn't be a democracy. They'd never built that. They never took the money. They never distributed mm-hmm. it. They're still living poverty, and they fight each other. Uh, mm. So Iraq never fulfilled anything that was the objective there, which was to establish a, a strong uh, democracy and an operating entity in, in the Middle East. It's not. Um, it's primarily, by the way, split between the Sunnis and the Shiites, so they have a big uh, basically civil war always going on and fighting and fighting each other and they never can get anywhere. Um, mm-hmm. Well, Afghanistan was a similar, let's help them become self-governing. Let's, let's uh, build businesses. Uh, we'll stay there and protect them uh, from the terrorism. Uh, and so with the current administration, they just pulled out and they pulled out um, and, literally within a month mm-hmm. of pulling out the uh, uh, Taliban, which is a, uh, a terrorist group, has taken over the entire country. So they're actually now in, in governance of it. And now the whole, the whole world is saying, well, how do we, <laughs> how, right. do, how do we function as a, they're now a nation under a terrorist organization. How do, right. how do we react to that? Um, well, again, the impact of that is chaos. Mm-hmm. Uh, is uh, it's, and it's heartbreaking to watch. What's it's going it's heartbreaking, on. Yeah. and um, and by the way, they're going to try to airlift people over here, where they're bringing um, uh, with that. They're going to bring terrorists with them, and so how is that going to play out? You know, and mm-hmm. what and what is that going to mean for cities in the United States? So again, uh, it's not a matter of what should be. It's just describing, you know, the the chaotic situation. Uh, another one that's going on. It has gone on over this last week or two is. Uh, the vaccine, um, mm-hmm. and it's not the vaccine whether you should or shouldn't take it. The question is that the government is moving toward economically requiring right. people to have a vaccine. And by the way, they just came out uh, last week that, uh, but if you've taken the vaccine, you got to take oh. another. You got to take another one. A booster in eight. They're saying eight to nine months or something like that, right? You got to take another one, then you got to take another one. So it's going to be a constant. Uh, interesting uh, discussion of, okay, uh, and again, underneath it all, there's there's a lot of evidence that eh, maybe there's some problems with it uh, because in a mm-hmm. typical testing of a vaccine. So uh, the fact that they're requiring it without taking the freedom of I either want to or don't because there is an alternative to that, and that is, well, I can be tested mm-hmm. um, and prove that I don't have COVID. And if I have COVID, okay, I got to go quarantine. Uh, so... Um, but they're making they're, they've they've submitted a bill to the uh, Congress. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember, there's two levels: Senate and Congress. They usually start a bill in Congress, um, and then it's sent to the Senate to process and agree to, and they negotiate back and forth. Uh, this is a beginning point of saying, um, in order to fly, mm-hmm. they've said you have to have the vaccine, not even be tested. Mm, that's um, interesting. There are some European countries that have already said that. Correct. Uh, if you um, actually, and I looked into this because that was a thought, is that mm-hmm. they've said you have to have the vaccine to get in and act. The actual truth is they didn't quite go that far. They basically said either the vaccine or you have to have 48-hour test. Oh, okay. And we may test you at the airport. We may test you on the flight. 
-hmm. and we and we may test you when you when you uh, land. Mm -hmm. So we may verify because uh, you know you have to have paperwork for it, but they they may verify it. So no country has yet said exclusively vaccine. Okay. Uh, they just made it really really tough, you know, to do it. Uh, you can't just say I don't have COVID. Mm -hmm. uh, you have to have either either or. Um, so anyway, this bill has has been submitted. Uh, and it's exclusively vaccine. Now, again, my prediction is I don't think I don't think at the moment they'll go that far with it. Right. Uh, but it'll probably be probably what I see happening is in the United States, in order for you to fly, mm -hmm. you're going to have to have the vaccine or you're going to have to have a 48 hour test. Right. Uh, and prove it. Um, and I, I do see that coming down the pike. But on top of that, and again, this is just structural and talk about chaos is um, Indi uh, University of Indiana said you can't be a student unless you get mm -hmm. vaccinated, right. not, not even tested, just vaccinated. Well, the students banded together and said that's unconstitutional. Mm -hmm. uh, be just because the CDC says it, there's no, there isn't actually any law in America that says you have to be vaccinated to do anything. Uh, so the university said, well, we're going to follow CDC and that's the requirement. So they challenged it in court and they filed a lawsuit. Uh, the court, uh, and, be, and you can fat when, when there's things like that, the time is of the, what's called time is of the essence. Right. Um, because yeah, these kids are coming back to school in the next week coming, to Coming back weeks. to school yeah. and we got to know, we got to know an answer. So they, uh, they fast tracked it, uh, mm -hmm. and uh, a lower court, state court, said, no, they have the right to prevent you from being vaccinated. And said so they said, okay, we're going to appeal it to the Supreme Court, which they have the right to do. Uh, trying to get the, uh, interesting enough, the uh, the top court of the land to rule on it, which would then set the status Precedent for, for, for every, everybody. Yeah. Well, um, the way the Supreme Court system works, and I don't think a lot of people understand this, is that we have nine justices Mm -hmm. The nine justices are assigned geographies in the country. Mm -hmm. So the first line of attack is the court uh, uh, appeals to the Supreme Court. One justice decides, first decides whether I'll pass it on right. to, to the whole court for them to decide whether they'll accept the case. Uh, because you can imagine they get, they get requests all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, that they couldn't even physically handle all the cases. So right. they, they have to prioritize them. And so uh, the first line of attack is one justice. <clears throat> if she passes it or he passes it, it then goes to the whole court to say, will we take it? They mm -hmm. can decide not to take it, uh, or we decide to take it, and then they wind up with cases. Well, um, the Indiana geography happens to be Amy Barrett. Mm -hmm. uh, a newly elected, what what everybody would know is a conservative, very conservative, uh, right? Uh, justice who's pro freedom, uh, and yeah, let's you know let's process it. Uh, well, she she rejected it mm. uh, out of hand, and interestingly enough, doesn't even have to explain it. Um, and that's the last line of it. They can't appeal that. They can't so say. So now it can go no further. They can't go any further. They can't go. Okay. Well, can we try a different judge? You know, uh, no. It's been rejected. Uh, so that mm -hmm. case um, is will never be heard by the Supreme Court, and the lower court stands, and there's nothing more they can do with that. Uh, so the implication of that uh, is. So, the question, and I always look at this as I'm processing with God. Um, well, wait a second. That doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. uh, and when something doesn't make sense, there's like, oh, there's something else going on here, right? Uh, that we really need to understand. And uh, and through the Holy Spirit, we can get insight and wisdom. When we start with the process, of, wait a second, it doesn't make sense. So for her to reject it, that mm -hmm. eh, doesn't make sense. Um, so. Maybe there's some other uh, powers and, and discussions and things that are trying to take away our freedoms that we need to understand because now this case will never get heard. They won't have to rule on it and the lower case mm -hmm. stands, which in essence, which means any organization that says you have to have a vaccine or, or you can't 
operate. You can't serve her. You can't walk in the door. Mm-hmm. Right now, that becomes law. Interesting enough, because that's what CDC said, which doesn't have the right to make it, but now a court has decided it. Um, and and we there's right now, it, it can't go any further to let the Supreme Court decide whether it's, it's right or not. So the chaos is related to uh, uh, losing the freedom of choice. Mm-hmm. That a government is now saying, this is what we have, which then sets up a conflict. I mean, think of all the people that said, well, I don't think God's asking me to take the vaccine. Right. Well, that's going to be an interesting discussion. Uh, exactly. Well, in order for me to fly, I got to take the vaccine, but you told me not to, what do I do? And, and that'll, we'll talk about, you know, that mm-hmm. God's will and, and uh, seeing God's wisdom. So the impact of all that is that it's just contributing to the chaotic conditions coming up. Right. That we're going to have sticky, what I call sticky wickets, and we need God's wisdom. We need God's yes. dis, uh, yeah. understanding of how do we receive it, and then how do we assist others uh, in the right. process, particularly where, where, when we are in leadership roles, where we might be mm-hmm. you know, over church, we might be in small groups, we might be uh, have ministry of executives. There's all kinds of things that we might be involved in. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, how do we even advise that, um, which is a different question than the first question, which is, well, how do I respond to it? Right. And then, okay, well, and how to help. Yeah, others. we actually had a little bit of this conversation in my, my ladies group this morning, and it was um, good conversation. But, you know, talking about the very things you're talking about, these different sources of chaos that just surfaced this week, and then yep. you put in the earthquake in Haiti as oh, well. And, um, you know, and, and the increase in fires going on. And I think uh, they just announced a Colorado, one of the major sources of water in Colorado is about to be greatly limited because of the drought. Right. And also you're just seeing news story after news story after news story. And, um, and one of the conversations we had in this was looking back at Isaiah 42, four. Um, if you look at Isaiah 42, the first four verses even describe, they're describing the Messiah, they're describing Jesus. But um, as they describe him, and you think about all he knows and sees, and the words are pinned there in verse four that say that he does not grow weary or discouraged. Right. <laughs> Think about that for a minute, uh, the weight of that. He doesn't grow weary or discouraged. And, you know, from our conversations here, listeners have heard us talk about how we are to be the visible expression of the invisible God. Right. And so because his spirit is within us, we also should be able to sit in the midst of this and not grow weary or discouraged. Right. So how do we do that? And so we were having that conversation in our group. Okay, you go back, look at Proverbs 4 and the value of seeking wisdom. And you look at Psalms 34 and you see the truth of the Lord standing, surrounding us, ready to battle, ready to show us what to do and show us the path to take. And this all comes back to abiding, what you and I have talked about. And we as Christians, even in the midst of this chaos, have this light, have this banner to hold up that we do not need to grow weary or discouraged no matter what we're seeing because we have the opportunity to take this directly to God and say, what do you have to say? And step in the kingdom with him and walk through the mist. Like you've said before, there will be trouble, but we get to walk through the mist of it with his wisdom and guidance and leading and going before us. And that's what we're trying to communicate here is, is we want to give that away to people. You know, yeah. there's no reason for us to walk weary or discouraged. Instead, it's a call to wisdom, a call to his feet. Right, right. And we can, um, uh, you know, we can address this, uh, maybe even a podcast, and, and maybe even uh, next win- next Monday, uh, is uh, looking at what we've been talking about, remember, is we'll start with the word mm-hmm. um, and then process with the Holy Spirit uh, based upon that word, um, how would we then come to some conclusions about that? Um, and so uh, I've gotten already a lot of questions about what happens if uh, mm-hmm. I no longer can function uh, in certain regards because of the vaccine, but God has told me not to take the vaccine. Uh, uh, or people that have been told to take the vaccine, mm-hmm. how do I assist others in their processing? Right. Uh, and, and, and all of it, and just as a, as a fundamental thing, uh, and, and I try to help people remember this, and I personally try to remember this, it's that 
God says, it's my will, not yours. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> uh, you know, so I said, fundamentally, uh, mm -hmm. all of us have to go to God and seek mm -hmm. his will. We don't have the right nor the burden of yes. telling you what I think God's will is for you because, right. it, because that's what it is for me. Mm -hmm. uh, so therefore, I got to really uh, get into a place. That's where I think that's where righteousness, peace, and joy comes in. Is that mm -hmm. I'm living in that place. Mm -hmm. um, I am being. I'm going to be asked to facilitate others who need help. Right. But but Rich, don't tell them what I told you for you. It doesn't necessarily mean that's what I'm going to tell them. Right. Uh, so you you help keep processing, mm -hmm. uh, and your spirit will confirm it, mm -hmm. but it may not be the same. It's interesting enough. Right. Uh, right. So it's, it's kind of an interesting thing. Well, we can talk about that and probably, and maybe we should even try to promote it. Maybe, maybe you who are on the podcast, uh, uh, next Monday, uh, we will deal, we'll go ahead and deal with that a little bit. Um, and, and it's in the context of God's will. Mm -hmm. Um, what do we do about the restrictions about the vaccine that um how do we handle that and and right. and the cool thing is is that uh in the word we have uh these amazing truths mm -hmm. to guide us into that answer uh, yes. and then if we can understand that you know then we got to go personally with it and then secondly how do we advise others with it so that'll that'll be a fun thing to do um and i know as we talk about god's will kathy you you were led by god to uh uh, go down to your dad. Your dad had died. Uh, how long ago now? Uh, back in December. December. Yep. Okay. Um, and uh, you've been kind of given uh, a instruction by God is uh, go facilitate um, closing up the estate, and mm -hmm. it involves a house. And I know that uh, even even as you process that, uh, what you can share with us is. Uh, you got that instruction, and then again, even the part of that is well, when. Uh, right. And God said, wait, wait, wait. And then he said, now. <laughs> and he said, go. <laughs> and, and then you went, you went. I know you went, mm -hmm. uh, you've gone. Uh, tell us about that. How did that go? And um, how did how did you understand God's will and all that? And what happened when you went there? So super cool, you know, backing up just a little bit. Um, I've shared some of this, I believe, in the podcast along the way. So some of you have heard some of this, but um, you know, my dad passed back in December, obviously passing during COVID has created its own complications um, in terms um, all of the daughters live out of town. So none of us are near his house. Um, and so that has has presented some complications in and of itself. But because of different things going on and health risk with my sisters, really, I was the only one in a position to go down um, and and help to close up the estate. And so have been very prayerful about when we go and what we do. And, um, and I've shared with you, uh, I definitely had some heart issues. I was feeling some resentment even yeah. that I was the one that was going to have to spend the money and the time to go down. And it was a big task. And, and I was being a little bit of a brat, um, not actually to anyone else. So hopefully my sisters aren't listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we won't, we won't, I, we won't, we won't tell them what day this is going to go on. We right? won't tell them, this one. but, uh, but my heart was definitely being a brat. I may not have been, um, visibly or verbally being a brat about it, but my heart was being a brat about it. And, um, and God did some heart correction over the months, over the summer, really reminding me, you know, Hey daughter, you are my daughter. You are my doulas. I'm calling you to do this. And it, it's actually a privilege and a blessing and, you know, kind of get over yourself, you know, and, and go down and do this to serve me. And so when, when he got my heart around to that part, let I'm me, like, let okay, me, let me stop you right there a second. Um, yeah. Again, uh, as we tend to look at God's will uh, and as you, as you looked at it, it's, um, uh, what is the steps that mm -hmm. I'm supposed to take about doing this or not doing this or processing this. And, um, you know, you had a fundamental question about, okay, we got an issue. And mm -hmm. this is this is what I call um, all of us have these unresolved issues. If something comes up, uh, okay, you got an issue. Um, somebody in the family uh, has to resolve the estate. Mm -hmm. 
it's not a it's not like well we can just ignore it is well, okay we need right. help on that um and your and your question um is you know what role do you want me to play in that um as you processed it personally you said you said uh there were things that came out of that that you got a little bit resentful mm-hmm. um i don't want to do this how come uh this is a bother for me when i got these other stuff going um as you as as you began to understand that this is where the beauty of god's will is okay what mm-hmm. what did god then come back to you as you're kind of saying yeah you know i don't want to do this um and here's why well what did he do he really came in and gave me a heart correction you know for one thing he corrected my heart and reminded me that it is out of service for him and that he is my perfect father and he spoke, you know, blessed to be a blessing and basically quit your griping for a minute. And, and how, really... how did, how did he, um, how did he check you, uh, so that, you know, and again, what happens a lot is that we rationalize it away mm-hmm. with, oh, I had a little bit of thought that maybe I should have a better heart about it, but I don't. And you never processed mm-hmm. it. So how did how did he check you for you then to uh first of all recognize it mm-hmm. and then say okay um i'm willing to let you um uh purify my heart before i even know what to do next and we'll and we'll talk right. about, we'll talk about why that right. why that's so important but how did he actually check you with that that you you recognized so- it Yeah. So that is something that I have learned to be sensitive to um, just years of walking with him for one thing. Um, But I have also learned to surrender. Like when you feel that you guys, I think somebody else has got to feel this too, but that sense of um, something's going on and you honestly don't like yourself. (laughs) Like, I mean, you know, I mean, that's, I'm, I'm, I'm listening or not even out loud, but knowing what I'm, what I'm saying with a smile on with my face and what my heart is feeling. And I'm like, ugh, that's just gross. That, that is not who God has called me to be. And so that's that, that Holy spirit checking my spirit. And so my order, when I feel that is really, I come back to Psalms 51, the create in me a clean heart and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy spirit from me, restore to me, the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Then I will teach transgressors your ways and people will come to you. And so that's been a huge prayer that he has taught me for years because he knows my heart better than I do. Yeah. And that's where the, so uh, when I see that, yeah, go ahead. Uh, that's where the, um, Remember, the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. Mm-hmm. Um, when you lose your joy, when you lose your peace, yep. and by the way, because of a heart issue, usually is the reason uh, mm-hmm. that I went to the flesh. Right. Um, well, you've lost it. Uh, because, mm-hmm. And because you walk with the Spirit, automatically, see, you knew, well, something's yeah. not right here. And mm-hmm. and you, you kind of know. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I know it's my heart, you know, and the spirit Mm -hmm. is saying, yeah, you know, hey, daughter, um, your heart isn't right here. Mm -hmm. Uh, So when you lose your peace, when you lose your joy, that's a checking of the spirit to say, do you recognize that? Right. Yep. Uh, Okay. uh, What's going on here? Hey, daughter, your heart isn't right about this. Mm -hmm. And you said, okay. And, And even to you, it didn't feel good. Right, right. Um, and now, interesting enough, and this is cool and important, what did you want to get back to? To having a pure heart before yeah. him. Because, I, because I wanted you, that. I want to live in peace and joy. Yes, absolutely. Because uh, that's best and none better, because that's where things happen. See, God's will mm-hmm. is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. So you recognize, well, I, I would like to go back there. He said, hey, it's about your heart. Because mm-hmm. you want to go back there, your reaction to the challenge was what? I, I wanted to lean in. It was okay, God. So show me. I see this is what it is. So what? What do you want to do about it? <laughs> and let's go there. Yeah. And and allowed him to show me things. And even then, when I thought my heart was better on it, um, I think I shared even last week. I got a text from something that kind of sent me at spinning again. And he's like, "Do you see it? Boom! Reel it back in. You know, go to forgiveness. I'm going to take you to forgiveness on this. And let's let's go." And yeah. so he continued 
to correct my heart in that. And I just kept asking him, okay, show me now, because like you said, when you know, once you have experienced peace, joy, righteousness, anything else feels miserable. Yeah. I mean, that's reality. That's reality. And, and so we want to let him take us back to that spot. Yeah. Uh, and as you, um, uh, you know, responded to that, um, think about, therefore, mm -hmm. um, you're looking at a task mm -hmm. and an unresolved issue and, okay, you know, I got to try to figure this out. Uh, and God said, I'll let you know that. But before I do that, I actually care about your heart. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, talk about that, about why do you see that being so significant as we're seeking God's will? And this is going to happen all the time, by the way, that, okay, he says, I'll answer that question. Mm -hmm. But before I do, I want to I deal with something going on in your heart. Right. Um, so let's you and I process that. Let me get you back to freedom. Let me get you back mm -hmm. to healing. Uh, to the truth of that, the joy of that, and then we can move on. Uh, so talk right. talk about why you see that being so significant, that the heart stuff is is one of the big things that God cares about and therefore is going to address. <clears throat> right. Well, because the heart stuff is what keeps us in intimacy with him. When we are, you know, when we're harboring other things in our heart, we're really separating ourselves from him. And so that's not a place we want to be for one thing. And so the fact that he loves me enough that he sees those little things that will throw me and then he will gently correct me and pull me back in because he wants to be with me that much. Yeah. And he cares about my joy and my peace, peace yes. and my righteousness. That that's a true father to me. You know, we talk about being daughter. That's I mean, he wants the absolute best for me and he wants to be with me. And there are things in my heart that can separate me from that, you know, not, not eternally, but you know what I'm talking about when you feel that wedge between you and God, because you're harboring something that isn't of him. Right. And the, you know, uh, and so he wants to tend that. Yeah. And he says, um, uh, that, uh, he will transform you yes. to lead you into the beautiful, peaceful, joyful, truthful life of God. Yeah. Uh, and it's not a management of it. Right. It's not, well, deal with it and put up with it. And even though you feel lousy, just go do it anyway. Right. Uh, it's let me let me transform you. Yeah. Uh, to freedom, to the joy. And then the the things of life will start to be known to you and what to do with it so that um, and I know that you've experienced this and I've experienced this. Um, next week, next month, mm -hmm. when God says, hey, hey, son. Um, I'd like to help you with your heart issue mm -hmm. because we've learned something. Well, it's going to get transformed. Mm -hmm. He does. He told me that he put his finger on something that's that's in the way of my right. freedom and my joy. And so my my reaction is, I got I got it. I know right. I, got, I got it. Right. Okay. Yes. Absolutely. Um, with your uh, uh, correction, with your uh, moving me out of that place, which means I'm going to have to deal with that. Sure, absolutely, uh, mm -hmm. I will. And and interesting enough, and this is this is what you're experiencing is that process becomes easier and easier and easier. It does. Uh, and the process starts with the recognition mm -hmm. at the beginning of, hey daughter, um, let me let me deal with this heart thing and see you immediately. I got I got it. It doesn't feel right. good. I know it. I would like to have you deal with this. Uh, let me go because you don't look at it as this is going to be punishing, arduous, right. heavy, heavy handed. Uh, it's going to take you a long time. It's like, no, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, one, th one more thing, and then you can comment on it is um, it isn't you getting better at it. Right. It's a true transformation of the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. changing me so that, uh, for example, um, uh, and, and this happens a lot with people uh, that are sick um, and people pray over them and nothing happens. And, and I, go the, I go a different way with it. I say, Father, what do you got to say about this? Mm -hmm. And a lot of times he says, well, uh, they've got unforgiveness in their heart or they've got this mm -hmm. issue of their heart 
help them see that so that I can I want to heal that first right and then we can get to the physical stuff um, yeah. and so when you say to somebody um, you know I prayed nothing happened prayed nothing happened and and I say okay God what do you got to say about that he'll say well ask them if they have mm-hmm. you know uh, anger or ask them if they have unforgiveness and I'll say hey do you have any unforgiveness in your heart and it's, yeah <laughs> okay um, let's process that um, do you do you understand God wants to heal that? Not you manage it, but you get mm-hmm. healed of it. And when yes. you do, He'll then heal your physical stuff. Um, right. And uh, it's an it's a beautiful part of God's of God's walk. Uh, and I know I know you've experienced it that you understand. Mm-hmm. It's not managing it uh, or putting up with it. It's actually letting Him transform it. Right. Absolutely. And so then to continue on with that, the, you know, not only does he do all of that, but then what he's doing is preparing my heart for the adventure that he had. Ah. And this is something that I have, I have learned and which is probably part of why I am quick to surrender (laughs) when he brings something up, because I know that on the other side of that surrender he is preparing for something else that's bigger and, and fun and adventure. And, and so I look forward to, okay, fix my heart and let's go because I know what's, I, I don't know what's coming, but I know what's coming, yeah. you know? And um, so as he worked me through the heart correction on all of that, then as I continue to press in and, and just keep kind of teed up, you know, Hey, when do you want me to go? And what is this going to look like? And he brought my heart to a place of, of real healing on that and said, you'll do this for me. And by the way, I want you to know when you go to do it, this is going to be a joy. I'm like, oh, well, that's interesting. And so then I spent some time pressing in on joy and let him speak into that. And, and he continued to show that still hadn't given me a timeline. And, um, and then, you know, continue to tee it up. Okay, God, when do you want me to go? This is, this is laying heavy. What is the right time and all of that. And he, just at one point pretty quickly, because, uh, you know, I think we scheduled the trip and went the very next week. Um, he teed up, now's the time, go do this and, and laid out perfect timing for us to go and went down. And before we went though, as I'm asking him for more instruction on the whole thing, um, in fact, even down to where we were going to stay and, mm. um, you know, how that was going to play out, because I did know that the house is filled with mold and dust, which I have a lot of allergy to. And so I am dealing still with some repercussions just from being in the house, but we didn't stay there because of that. Um, and it was 95 degrees and the air conditioner was out and, you know, all of these things, but we've still got to get in there. And, and we literally cleaned out a 30 foot dumpster wow. as well as donating multiple different things. But when the house, when we left the house, it looked beautiful again. Mm. But anyway, one of the things that he spoke as I was asking him, you know, about, okay, so now you're saying to go, and this is the time. And he said, yeah. And by the way, it's a mission trip, essentially, Uh, you know, you're, you're going on mission and not necessarily in the way you think you're going on mission. You're going to be blessed to be a blessing. I'm like, Oh, I like that. That's, that's fun. (laughs) You know? And so we were very, Dan and I both alerted to the fact that, that when we're going down here, whatever this looks like, he's going to put opportunities in front of us where we will be blessed to be a blessing. And one of the things he did speak was to go in and part of our service to him was to prepare the house, um, to really clean it out. Well, not just do bare bones, but to clean it out well and prepare it for whoever was coming in next to anoint the doorways and to pray over the house before we left and just to pray ahead of the family that would move into it. And so that was just a sweet thing that was overarching the whole weekend, knowing as we're working it, that he was speaking, that we were actually doing this to bless whoever was coming in. Mm. And so that was sweet. Well, then you want to see the blessed to be a blessing completely physically poured out here. This was cool. Dan and I come in and I'm here to tell you, we had basically 48 hours to, to overhaul all of this. And it's just the two of us. And, um, and we're looking around and I'm like, okay, we're just going to dig in. And God said he was going to enable us to do this. And so we start digging in and doing our thing and knock, knock, knock on the door. One of the neighbors comes over and, oh, I've got a little bit of time. Can I help you? Wow. Great. You know, come on in. By the time it was all said and done, we probably had five or six different people um, at different times rotating in to help us with all of this. Oh, man. Um, it was incredible. It was incredible. And they were coming in with, 
I mean, working in again, unair conditioned house, um, tough conditions and they're hauling things out. And, you know, and, and one of the ladies, you know, she's like, do you mind if there's something that you're going to dump, you know, before you dump it, can you just see in case, because I know, you know, I may need it, or I know some people that need yeah, it. Yeah. And this little town that we're in Golconda, 750 people, the most community minded place you've ever met, but it is, um, you know, I, I would say it's got to be close to the poverty line, if not below it. And, you know, so there's, there is a lot of poverty in this little town, a hunting and fishing community, small town. Um, but as these people came in, God just kind of prompted us, you know, I want you to reward them for their works. I want you to, they're working hard. And as we get in conversation with the different people coming in and out, several had been out of work. There was a sons and grandsons coming in and able to help their families with whatever. And so we're paying them generously because God said to, but truly it was the blessed to be a blessing. He blessed us with the labor to complete what he called us to do. And then through us blessed them with income that they would never have gotten. Oh, nice. And uh, as well as, you know, several things out of the house that met needs for all these different, different families and stuff. And so it was just this really, it was a beautiful, physical, visible expression of blessed to be a blessing. Wow. Wow. And everybody was proud of it when we were done. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they really like the, the kids that, you know, we had a couple teenagers coming in and, and helping and, and they were proud of the work that they had done. Yeah. And, um, and it was just an, we even had, you know, one lady come in and, you know, bring food for us to eat in the middle of it. Dan, Dan had kind of had that mixed response to that because he was really looking forward to getting into air conditioning and taking a lunch break. <laughs> Yet somebody brought us lunch. And so we're like, oh, that's so sweet. But now we have to forego the, <laughs> the right. little air conditioning break, but it truly was a blessing. It made the most of the time, but it was just, it really was everything about the whole time. We were like, it was exactly what God said. It was a joy. We felt um, fulfilled in being able to restore the house to something my dad would have been proud of mm. to put on the market. And for years, because of his health, it no longer looked like that. And so to bring it back to that was a beautiful thing to just replace lights and bring light into the place again. And then for the people that we were able to hire to help for them to feel value as well as to provide for their families. You know, one lady that was helping us out had been out of work for several months because of a surgery that she had had. And you know, so it was just a blessing across the board and we got to see God use us to bless his community. Yeah. So it yeah. was really sweet. Yeah. It and was the, really uh, sweet. you know, what a, a great story. Uh, and it's not even over because there'll be somebody buying that house. Right. Uh, right. That will buy it because of now how it looks. And that, mm -hmm. that is going to be God's person for that community. Right. Uh, to be there. I mean, so the whole, the whole thing is amazing, but thank you, uh, Kathy, for sharing all that of, uh, how God works and the truth of, you know, this is a hard thing I had. God says, well, let me, let me deal with that right now. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and as I do that, it frees you back up, uh, and, and you receive a transformation, mm -hmm. uh, so that now you can go on assignment. Right. With it was a, adventure, <laughs> uh, the adventure as a true, you know, what I call a sheepdog who's completely free and getting all the instruction mm -hmm. from the shepherd that loves their assignments. Yeah. <clears throat> and by the way, the shepherd knows I have purposes for this that you can't even imagine. You describe some of them. We probably, you'll never really know right. the depth of that, um, that somebody got a little bit of income that did something or mm -hmm. uh, saw something or experienced something that now changes their whole life. Uh, and that, right. uh, you know, what a, what a great, um, really a microcosm of as we look at God's will it's not just about what do I do mm -hmm. uh, it's I'm walking with you guide my steps I want to fulfill what you're up to um, mm -hmm. I know there's things for me and by the way if there's a heart issue I'm willing while I'm walking down that path for you to to uh, transform that Mm -hmm. um, and bring me back to righteous peace and joy. So we, you know, we're out of time again today, but thank you so much for, uh, that great description. And it sounds, uh, uh, and knowing, knowing you and Dan, I, I know you guys had fun, had fun doing it. We did. We uh, had a great time. Uh, so that's exciting. So we, uh, urge you to, uh, uh, maybe you have questions about this aspect of character and, uh, things going on in our heart, uh, that, that you, uh, you know, that God wants us to 
understand so you can put it on the YouTube uh, comments or questions at afjministry.com. Uh, and we'd be happy to deal with those kind of things because it, it should raise up uh, uh, moving a little bit broader to when I have a heart issue, how do I approach that? And maybe we can talk more mm. about that as we go down. But um, uh, as Kathy described it, it's actually a beautiful way that God leads us to joy and what, mm -hmm. a, what a privilege it is. So we'll, uh, we'll pick this up. And, uh, and again, maybe you could uh, let everybody know that uh, next Monday, uh, we'll deal specifically with God's will around a sticky issue like the vaccine. Um, mm, that'll it, be good. It's kind of causing a lot, <laughs> a lot of uh, conflict. Interesting enough, right? Uh, between believers. Yeah, uh, a lot of division. A lot of division. So that's so, something interesting. So to we watch. can talk about that as, as that and or other what I call other sticky wickets are going to be coming, of things that a government will say. Well, this is our new policy. And it will be like, oh man, um, I never thought in my lifetime I'd ever have to deal with this, mm -hmm. uh, this issue of maybe losing some of my freedom and how do I handle that? Uh, the cool thing is it doesn't surprise God. <laughs> right. Uh, he says, I'll give you the answers. Just come and seek it. You know, so we'll, we'll pick that up. So Kathy, we'll, uh, right. uh, tomorrow uh, we have uh, uh, some guests uh, that are coming on and then uh, Friday we'll do End Times Friday. So. Looking forward to it. If you guys enjoyed today, be a friend and tell a friend and um, keep passing on this podcast. We are so enjoying this and just thank you for listening and know that God has amazing things in store for each of you. Yep. We'll see you tomorrow. All right. Have a great day. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.